Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Yes, it is Soccer City, a.k.a. the Bitten Newman Show. As we just heard on the take with Andy Sweeney and James Strebel, the Benton Newman Show. How do you like that? Oh, I didn't know we were rebranding. It's 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 just the alternate subtitle. <laughs> Soccer City, a.k.a. the Benton Newman Show. I'm Jeff Milby. He is the aforementioned uh, titular host of the show, Benton Newman. Uh, and every Thursday night at this time, you should know this by now. If you're a listener to ESPN 680-1057, you should know this by now. Soccer City, Thursday night, 6 o'clock. It's Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Here we are. Uh, Zach Money Dollar Dollar Bills Y'all Cantrell is our uh, producer this evening. And Zach, I would just like to say, I'm looking at the UPS Jobs text line here. What a mess. What a mess this is. What a bunch of loonies here. We're talking about panties and underwear. What is, the, what is this group of, of people texting into this this sports radio program? It's first just, time? Uh, no, no, not first time. Uh, but yeah, Things got a little off the rails. They, they seem to have. Uh, we're going to try and keep it on the rails uh, tonight on Soccer City. Got a bunch of soccer to talk about. Last night, Louisville City, they, uh, they took a very surprising loss. 2-1 to one to Tulsa in a game that really they should have won. They just flat out should have won it. Uh, Danny Cruz said that. Sean Tosh said that. I'm saying that. I think everybody, every Louisville City fan uh, that was at the game said that. Uh, we'll break that down. Uh, we've got a phenomenal, phenomenal guest. Savannah DeMello is going to call in at 620. Racing Louisville's superstar, a player who might be working her way to this summer's Women's World Cup. She might be. She's had a phenomenal start to the season. She scored three goals in a week last week, uh, was named the Bud Light Player of the Week. Uh, she has uh, been terrific in just her second year as a pro, and maybe, just maybe, she'll work her way into the World Cup this summer. We will ask her about that. She's calling in at 6. 20. And oh, by the way, we're giving away tickets today. If you are listening to this show on the radio and you want to go watch Racing Louisville, a team that's won three straight games, a young team that is finding its stride, a team that is just on the cusp of playoff uh, competitiveness right now in the NWSL. They're playing at home on Saturday night. The weather is going to be absolutely gorgeous. 80 degrees, sunshine, summertime, school is out. You can get tickets for free. All you have to do Here's what we're trying to do. We want to get some of these loony people who text into the, the, the take with Andy Sweeney. We want them to text into our show. So give us a text, 437-9680. Tell us what you think the score is going to be on Saturday. Or honestly, I don't care. Say whatever you want. Just shoot us a text, and we'll get you two tickets. First two people to text us, we'll get two tickets to Saturday's game against North Carolina Courage for Racing Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium. 437-9680 is the way to get those tickets and to text into the show. So let's just uh, jump into it, Ben. We'll talk about racing first because uh, let's preview what they have coming up. 
uh, a very significant game for them in the scope of their season. As I mentioned, they're on a three-game winning streak. First time in team history they've won three consecutive games. Two of those are in regular season league play. One of those is in the Challenge Cup, the little side tournament that the NWSL does uh, during the regular season, just aside from the regular season. Uh, and this team has sort of found its footing, it seems like, over the last couple of weeks. Most recently, a 2 to nothing win at Kansas City last weekend. Uh, what are you feeling right now about uh, racing Louisville? I'm feeling justified in all the hype that we've been putting behind this team. For weeks and weeks, we've been talking about how, out, how outstanding racing can and should be. And we're starting to see that more and more consistently. Now on a three-game win streak, they're looking good playing. I'm as excited forever into this Saturday. going to be a real big match. I'm hoping they make it four straight wins. Did I say, I just looked at the number. Did I say 4679680? is the text number. And we got a text! Hey, let's celebrate, hey. Ben. We got a text. Somebody says it's going to be a 3 to nothing win over North Carolina. Oh, like we that. will respond to you right away and get your email address to send you some tickets. Congratulations to that phone number. Congratulations, Texter. You won a couple of tickets. Uh, but I'm with you, Benton. Uh, this team, we've been selling it all year long that this is a super talented team. They made a bunch of moves in the offseason, brought in a bunch of top-quality players, high-paid top-quality players, uh, top-quality international players who are going to be going to the World Cup this summer. And it just took them some time to gel, took them some time to figure out how to win together. And now here they are with three straight wins, back-to-back wins against Kansas City. And this team has to be feeling confident right now. Yeah, so much of this sport is about cohesion, understanding where your teammates are going to be, how they're thinking, how they play. And they've gotten more and more competitive minutes together, and we're starting to really see that coming together. So, again, I'm feeling pretty vindicated in all the hype that we've been um, putting behind them. Let's, let's get into some specifics about that Kansas City game last Saturday. Um, what stood out to you about the performance? I mean, racing Louisville gave up some chances early on in the game particularly, but then they were able to score through some pure hustle from Savannah DeMello, just chasing a ball down on the back line, stuck out a leg, got a touch to it as the goalkeeper tried to clear it, put it in the back of the net to open the scoring. Uh, and then they got another goal a few minutes later, DeMello with the assist to Kirsten Davis. And then they were able to hold on to that lead. That's been an issue for this team, right? They coughed up a couple of leads early in this season, 2 to nothing at L.A., Angel City, 2 to nothing at home to O.L. Reign. Both games ended in 2-2 ties. Not this time. They held on to that 2 to nothing lead, saw it out on the road, came out with a victory. What stood out to you about the performance? Yeah, I mean, it was a gutsy performance. I don't want to take away from the 2-0 from the win, but there was a lot of, I mean, tough moments, and they, they held the line. They kept the ball out of the net. Like you um, said, within the first 10 minutes, there were two very close calls. We, we kept the ball out of the net, and then we were able to score ourselves, and goals change games. Leaves Kansas City chasing a little bit, and we were able to score that second one, puts us in a comfortable spot, and able to maintain. So, uh, I mean, Kansas City had an expected goal um, ratio of over, over two. That's, I mean, <laughs> and, but we kept a clean sheet. I think that says a lot about the defense that we have there, and particularly Katie Lunt made a few outstanding saves. It was, uh, I mean, and it was all this on the road, too. It's hard to yeah. do that in a tough environment. On the road before 10,000 fans out there at Kansas City. I mean, they, there, there are a lot of great environments now in the NWSL. That is certainly one of them out there in Kansas City. And, and to your point, uh, you know, withstanding all of, all of those chances for Kansas City, not losing your cool, not losing your, your composure, just seeing the game out professionally, seeing the game out, saying we got a two to nothing lead, we are not going to give this up. Just demanding that you get those three points for the first time this season—that uh, was really positive to see. You've got to be able to 
to stand under the pressure of those kind of performances against a team. They pro- they went to come out and they went to punch Racing Louisville right in the mouth right away, put them behind. I mean, how many times have we seen that in their history? The team goes down, have a hard time coming back. But we, but again, they were able to be the ones to take the lead. Um, I mean, we're, we're starting to really see a, a change in how this team operates in a, in a positive way. Let's also talk about the two goals because they were two very different goals. The way they happened, the style that, that, that they went through, uh, just the demeanor of both goals were very different. We mentioned the DeMello goal where she's just hustling. I mean, that's, just, that's a hustle play. That is just somebody who wants it more, who's working harder than you, who's going to do everything she can to get a goal. I mean, just chase the ball toward the goalkeeper on a back pass and got it just stuck out a leg, got a touch and put it in the back of the net. That was that's a Louisville press right there. Absolutely. How many times have we seen that from the likes of Wilson Harris on the Louisville City side? One hundred percent. I mean, just just that was a that was a single individual effort by Savannah DeMello. I mean, you can just load heaps and heaps of praises on her. She completely earned that one. And it's easy to give up on a ball when when the keeper is clearly beating you to it. But she didn't, you know, stuck the leg out there and got the fortunate bounce into the goal. And then the second goal was it wasn't a it was a higher quality goal in terms of the skill that it took to score and it was a great team goal and this is the beauty of of what this team could be right we have on one hand the hard working mentality the pressing mentality just just the the effort and the intensity that this team has to have if they want to play this high pressing style and then we also have a bunch of players with great skill, great talent, great quality on the ball. And that's what we saw in the second goal. Wang Shuang, the Chinese international, played it to Savannah DeMello, cut it across the top of the box to Kirsten Davis, who in her second year has is starting to take some steps forward herself as a goal scorer and as a, as a number nine and as a striker for this team. And, and she finished it beautifully. Um, it just showed the quality and the talent that is in this team. And when you combine those two things, when you have talented players who are willing to chase the game and work hard and constantly press, for 90 minutes that's a recipe to win a lot of games yeah I mean that's what I'd call a classic team goal there a lot of people involved in the build-up on that particularly liked uh, Wong's leading pass there I think her some of her passing opportunities have been like an area I'd like to see improve from her but that was a really good example of of what she, um, of, of her doing well with that and um, yeah Savannah DeMello being very um, selfless passing it off to to Davis, who was able to bag the goal. like to see different people getting on the score sheet. And again, Savannah DeMello is going to be our guest here in about six minutes, calling into Soccer City at 620 in our our next segment. Briefly, before we talk to her, let's talk about her. Um, We've sung her praises on the show a lot this season, rightfully so. I think we need to continue to do it uh, because not enough people get how talented this player is and what kind of star she could be if she continues to develop on the trajectory she's currently on. Scored three goals last week. She's top 10 in the league in scoring right now. Uh, She's got to be one of the most dangerous players in the league. And I think I think this is a a solid take right now. Okay, a solid take that if, if the if the World Cup started tomorrow, she's on the plane for me. She's heading to the World Cup with the U.S. Women's National Team. She may not ultimately, right, because it's a little bit of a rarity. She's never been capped by the the national team yet. She's been called up to a camp, didn't make an appearance, hasn't been capped by the team. But when you look at her position, an attacking midfielder, there's not that many players available for the U.S. right now who are playing better than she is. Rose Lavelle, the presumptive starter, is that attacking midfielder, the number 10 for the U.S. Women's National Team. She's been hurt. And she said earlier this week she may not play until the World Cup starts. Certainly she's going to go because she's too talented and too big of a star. But if she's not ready, who's behind her? 
There are a few other players in that conversation. Ashley Sanchez, Andy Sullivan, Christy Mewis, all players uh, with experience, all talented players. But Savannah DeMello is playing as well or better than those players are right now in NWSL play. And I, in my opinion... She's got to be going to the World Cup if it started tomorrow. We'll see. I don't disagree. At bare minimum, she's making it very tough for Vladko. I don't care if she's been capped or not in the past. you got to go with the hot hands, who's doing well. And, you know, that's exactly what she is. I, you know, he came to town for a reason. He was watching Savannah. And it, to your point, exactly right. He came to town last Friday night, uh, well, two Friday nights ago now, uh, against Chicago, the first win of this three-game winning streak. Vlatko Andonovsky, the head coach of the U.S. Women's National Team, who's going to lead them to the World Cup this summer, was in Louisville, in the press box, there to watch, presumably, Savannah DeMello, among some other players. It's certainly like Alyssa Nair in goal, in goal for Chicago, probably going to be the starting goalkeeper of the U.S. Women's National Team. But he can watch her anytime. He came to Louisville specifically to see that game, and I have to think that Savannah DeMello is starting to figure into his plans, and he just had to come take a look firsthand. Yeah, it's more of a situation of when than if in my book. But I'm with you there. I'd put her on the plane. But again, I got lavender tinted glasses on. Yeah, certainly. Uh, uh, <laughs> and but she deserves she deserves to to have that kind of praise heaped onto the way she's played this season. Unreal. Um, so again. The game for Racing Louisville is coming up on Saturday. It's a home game. It's going to be a beautiful day. We had a fantastic crowd last night for Louisville City, 11,400-plus on a Wednesday night. Saturday night, it's going to be just as beautiful, and this is a red-hot Racing Louisville team taking on a North Carolina Courage team that that they need to beat, um, not because of necessarily the dire situation of the season because it's no longer dire after these back-to-back wins in league play, but they need to beat to send a message that this team is for real, that this team is a playoff contender, North Carolina, right there with Racing Louisville in that hunt for that final playoff spot right now in the standings. Uh, so it's going to be a great, great test for this team, and if they can continue to perform the way they have the last couple of weeks, it could be a big, big statement of intent to the rest of the league that this team is legit and is a a playoff contender in the NWSL. So you don't want to miss it. Saturday night, 8 o'clock at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets are available. $8 student tickets, $17 general admission tickets. If you go look on social media, people are, are offering promo codes for $15 tickets all over the place. Just find somebody who's connected to Racing Louisville. There probably will be a code out there somewhere. 502 Lou City. 502 L O U C I T Y is the phone number. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets is the way to go online to find your seats. And the tickets that we're giving away tonight, they're already gone. We've gotten three texts. It's the most hey. texts we've ever gotten on Soccer City. We got three texts. The tickets are gone. You can still text us anytime you want, 437-9680. But uh, unfortunately, you missed your opportunity. We're going to give these tickets I away. I want to hear the score predictions. Though. I do, too. Keep, keep them coming. I do, too. One, one texter said three to nothing is uh, their score prediction. We'll like get that. through some more score predictions when we come back after this break. Uh, you're listening to Soccer City here on ESPN Louisville. Savannah DeMello of Racing Louisville will be our guest. She calls in next. Welcome back. Soccer City here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. We're getting you ready for, uh, getting you ready for a couple of games games coming up this weekend we've talked a lot about racing louisville they're taking on the north carolina courage on saturday night at lynn family stadium racing slash tickets or 502 l-o-u-c-i-t-y later on in the show we're going to talk about louisville city there uh we haven't even 
touched on their loss last night. We'll get into that. And then, of course, we're getting you set for the game at Indy 11 Saturday night as well. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll have the radio coverage here beginning at 645 on ESPN 680-1057 on Saturday night. Uh, right now, though, we are very, very excited, thrilled to bring in our guest. Savannah DeMello of Racing Louisville FC is calling in uh, to chat with us here on Soccer City. Hey, Sav, how's it going? Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So you guys, obviously, we were just talking about it earlier in the show. You're on a three-game winning streak. It's the first time ever in racing Louisville's, albeit short history, but the first time ever in their history that you guys have had a three-game winning streak. Um, so it, and it just feels like you're kind of finding a little bit of a groove. Finally, it feels like you got over a hump a little bit. Uh, so what's been the key to this little run you guys have been on? Yeah, I mean, I think just everybody on the team has been giving max effort from our defense to our offense to the girls who come in, I think. It's just in full performances from everybody, and I think that's in the difference, and that's gonna that's what's gonna keep us getting the results in, moving forward. So this Saturday at home, you have North Carolina, which is another difficult test. What do you expect from this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be like you said, a hard um, a hard team to play. They're great. I think they're one spot ahead of us on the table, so I think we're just gonna have to come out um pressing like we usually do and getting numbers into the box and putting our chances away because this is a team that if you keep them in the game are going to finish their chances they have a really strong front line so i think just trying to get an early lead on the game is what's going to be key for us you talked about it there i just heard you use the term press and that's such a big thing for the mentality of this team and sort of the the approach of this team the way they approach games and that's best exemplified by the goal you scored last week against kansas city um just 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 talk us through that i mean that was that you when you're running at the goalkeeper are you saying hey i've got a chance to score or you just feel like you're doing your job or just in that moment what are you thinking yeah i mean i think we've been talking a lot about pressing triggers and that's one of them you know if the ball's going back slowly seeing if we can um like get a touch on it to go forward and i just saw the opportunity to kind of continue my run and saw the ball was going back slowly to the goalkeeper so I just thought hey you know if I can get a touch to this maybe we can get a corner maybe we can get a goal whatever I just was applying pressure like our coaches tell us to do and like the team expects us to do well it worked out uh, perfectly obviously as you know um last year look a rookie year for you last year uh you had a great rookie season um i I think everybody uh would say that just watching you play and and watching you grow into the year um but it seems like it just feels like from my perspective watching you that you've taken a little bit of a step forward this year um you know you're you've been such a big creator for this team you're scoring goals now over the last couple of weeks um how do you how do you assess how your season has gone so far and then also comparing it to last year you know your rookie season how have you grown yeah, for sure. I think my rookie season, I just kind of came in with the mentality of wanting to learn as much as I could, um, kind of accepting and just doing my role to the best of my ability. And I think this year I just want to be a more impactful player. Um, I want to dribble. I want to get in the box. I want to create fouls, um, score goals, assist goals. I think that's kind of my mentality this year. I want to be a leader on the field and um, help the team in any way I can to get those three points. And I think that's where I've been mentally, and that's what I'm going to continue to do throughout the season. There's been speculation in the national media and among fans that you could be called up to the World Cup this summer. Is that a goal for you? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it would be an honor to be called to the national team and be able to represent my country in a World Cup. But um, I think in order to do that, I just got to stay focused on with the club and wanting to um, help my team in any way I can. And I think if I can do that and perform at the club level, then um, it 
uh, takes care of itself with the national team stuff. It's got to make you feel good, though, when, when Vlatko comes to watch uh, one of your games a couple of weeks ago against Chicago, right? I mean, uh, yeah. you, and, and you perform so well. Uh, that, that, that's got to encourage you some, right? Yeah, I mean, Vlatko's an amazing coach, and he's already taught me so much and elevated my game as much as he's, he has. So it's just awesome getting pointers from him and having him come out and watch the game and um, coming to Louisville and all that stuff. It's really special. Talking with uh, Savannah DeMello of Racing Louisville ahead of their game on Saturday night against the North Carolina Courage at Lynn Family Stadium, a team that's won three consecutive games, uh, really playing well right now and hoping to make it four straight on Saturday night. Uh, Sav, we talked about your rookie season, but part of the part of the equation, I think, in the midfield for you is that last year you had another rookie playing alongside you. That's Jalen Howell. Uh, you guys came coming out of the same draft class. Um, talk about that relationship between the two of you and how that has grown from year one to year two. Because you know you're both key pieces of this team, members of this core that's uh, that that's really developing for the team. So how's that relationship in the midfield between you and Jalen going? Yeah, I mean, I've known Jalen since we were about 16 years old. We've played against each other, played with each other at the youth national team level. And we've always said we were like a perfect pairing on the field because she loves to defend and do all the defensive work, and I love to attack and um, get on the ball and dribble and all those things. So I just think we complement each other um, so well. And she's not just only like a great player on the field. She's a great person off it. And I think we really have a special bond, and um, I'm glad we can bring that onto the field. So there's a number of internationals on the team, and after the Chicago game, Alex Chidiak said the reporters it's taken some time for the team to gel. There's some language barriers and just several new players added in the soft season in general. How are those relationships developing? Yeah, I mean, I think at first it is difficult to kind of get everybody on the same page, even when everyone is speaking the same language. I know, like, me and all the girls have trouble kind of trying to get our thoughts out, so just having to um, gel other countries, other players from different countries into that has was difficult at first, but I think it's just um, helped us in the long run because we have so many different types of players um, and so many different ways that players like to play. So I think it just adds to our versatility on the team, and um, I think we all have a good understanding of what we expect from each other, and we're all on the same page. So I think it's just going to keep getting better and better now do you feel like there's a big difference between you know practices and getting competitive minutes with one another like is uh, having more you know regular season or challenge cup games together really help um kind of help launch that that cohesion more so than practices yeah for sure i mean i think we had an awesome preseason and we had a lot of tough games during our preseason i mean i think we played about six nwsl teams in our preseason so I definitely think that helped us tremendously um, coming into season on um, a hot streak and like doing well. But I do think practice also has been helping us a lot. But like you said, the games have been super important, and I think the more games we get in, the better we're going to get. Talking with Savannah DeMello of Racing Louisville. Uh, Sav, you guys got a big game coming up on Saturday night. I know there's been a push from even within the team uh, to get some fans to come out to the games. We saw uh, we saw a few of the players. Jalen Howell spoke to the crowd last night at the Louisville City game. A great ca- crowd last night, 11,000-plus on hand for, for Lou City on a Wednesday night. Um, but I know you guys are really hungry and really eager uh, to get more fans to come out to support you guys. So what is your message to fans? Uh, what, what would you say to them if you could? And, and you can right now. You're on the radio talking to them. So what, what would you say to fans about coming out to support your team yeah i mean i think we really have something special here in louisville um having a professional team like racing louisville that's in the nwsl um 
women's soccer is growing tremendously, and I think this city has um, can play a role into that and just keep growing the game, keep growing the sport in the city. Um, and I'm, I think I can speak for everyone. We're so appreciative of all the fans that already do come to our games, but it would be awesome to fill the stadium and just um, get a lot of new fans out there because I think we really have something special and we have a lot of amazing women on this team that um, are not only great soccer players but great people in the community. So, Seth, one of my favorite things to ask you guys when I have on the radio is places you like around town, particularly places to eat, grab a drink. I know you guys are big fans of coffee. So what are your favorite spots to check out in town? Ooh, coffee. Do I do love Heine Bros. I'll give them some credit. Classic. Um, Classic, yeah. <laughs> Haraz is a new place a lot of us just found out or found. So we do like their pastries, but for food... I know a lot of us like to go to La Bodeguita. That's my personal favorite, and I think the food there is just amazing and never really had food like that. So. I, th- I think we've gotten that once this year already, so that's uh, clearly a favorite of the team, right? It's great. Yeah, yeah it always be. has such a long wait, so yeah, yeah you know it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, La go, go ahead, Seb. I was just saying La Bodeguita is like our favorite place. A lot of us, before the men's game, will go to go there and hang out and stuff. It's a great place. And that's like, that's one of the great things about Lynn Family Stadium, right? It's so close to Nulu, all those cool restaurants like La Bodeguita, uh, several other places along Market Street there that, that are great places to go before games. Uh, so, so cool to see. Uh, hey, Sav, really appreciate you calling in and, and chatting with us. Uh, good luck the rest of the season uh, to you individually and to the team. And then obviously, uh, good luck on Saturday night against North Carolina. Okay, thank you guys so much. See ya. That's uh, Savannah DeMello of Racing Louisville calling in to chat with us. One of the stars of the team, a bright young star in women's soccer in the NWSL. And like we said, like we asked her, Benton, I think a really good shot. If uh, An outside shot, certainly, but I think a really good shot to be on that World Cup team this summer for the U.S. women. You know what? It was during that interview, I just it just clicked for me. We need like a social media campaign to push her into the national team. We do. We need like a hashtag or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Like DeMello for U.S. WNT. Just, I'm yeah. like, that doesn't roll off the tongue. I need somebody more creative to help me out. But we need we need something. You know, we got a cyber bully Vladko to get her on the team. That's right. I mean, well, and Louisville soccer fans are a creative bunch. We've seen it over the years for Louisville City and for Racing Louisville. And this is another way to show support to one of your players, one of your stars. Um, she is, again, this is my opinion here. Uh, she's knocking on that door really hard right now to get into that U.S. Women's National Team picture. Um, uh, you know, uh, in the way she will develop. If it's not this World Cup, I'll say this now. If it's not this World Cup, she's going to play for the U.S. in a World Cup down the line, oh, abs- I think. Absolutely. The trajectory she's on. If it's not this World Cup, it'll be four years from now. She'll be on that plane. Uh, just She is a blossoming, blossoming star. And I can't sell it enough to people. I was talking to Diener about it earlier this week uh, when I called into their show. Uh, she might go down as the most significant female athlete, somebody on this team surely will, go down as the most significant female athlete we've ever had in the city of Louisville. I know UofL basketball, UofL men's basketball had some great stars over the years. Angel McCautry, Angel, uh, Asia Durr, Haley Van Lith, the last couple of years has been a megastar in this town. But that's the college level. And I know UofL is huge, and I'm not trying to diss UofL at all, and it's a wonderful thing, and we should absolutely celebrate it and love it. But this is the NWSL. This is effectively the WNBA. Of soccer, we've got the best in the world playing for the for for the team that represents this city, and 
she is among the, the brightest stars on that team. And if she continues on this trajectory, let's say she goes to the World Cup this summer. That makes her, to me, one of the most significant female athletes we've ever had in the city of Louisville, right she, off the bat. She's like Louisville's best-kept secret, and that secret's just now getting out. It's in, you know, in a matter of months, maybe, even. You're going to see Demello jerseys like all over the nation. Like She's going to be a big deal, and we, we have her here playing for us now. Like <laughs> That's so cool. Let's take a couple of minutes and talk about the game coming up on Saturday because we focused a lot on last week's game for racing Louisville against Kansas City. So let's talk about North Carolina. A lot of storylines with this game. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we talked about the, the potential sort of playoff battle, two teams that are neck and neck for that playoff uh, position. Uh, but these two teams also were involved in a huge headline-making trade in the offseason. Emily Fox uh, for Racing Louisville, their first, number one overall draft pick from uh, season one. They swapped her for Carson Pickett and Abby Ersig in the offseason. I think a trade that has worked out pretty well for Racing Louisville because Abby Ersig and Carson Pickett have been regulars in the starting lineup. They've provided leadership and experience on this team, but that's uh, one of the storylines there is you're looking at uh, two teams or uh, a couple of players either side, Fox and then Pickett and Ersig, who were traded for each other. And everybody naturally is going to look at that trade and compare the trade and compare the results. So this will be an opportunity to see just in in one game, but to see who won that trade between racing Louisville and North Carolina. Yeah, it's really fascinating because if you asked me like a year ago, is there any scenario where you can air quote win losing Emily Fox? I would have said no, but um, I I think they have things have panned out. Yeah, I I absolutely am fully on like, you know, I mean, maybe North Carolina has gotten their there's they're part of the deal. I mean, I haven't followed them that closely enough to know whether they feel better or worse in that, in that dimension. But uh, I certainly think that we have leveled up and improved. Uh, it was, you know, it was a net positive as far as we're going, you know, I haven't seen a lot um, coming out of North Carolina about Emily Fox. I mean, that's also kind of the nature of a defender, but uh, right. she's not, uh, she's not making highlight reels like she was at, at Louisville. And, I mean, look, she's got a bright future, too. She's going to be oh, on absolutely. that World Cup playing this summer uh, regardless. She's probably yeah. the uh, one of the starting fullbacks for, for the U.S. women right now. Uh, an absolute star for her position. But I, Racing Louisville got better uh, with, with that trade. They traded one excellent player for two excellent players. Uh, one excellent fullback for arguably the best left back in the league in Carson Pickett. And, and then a, an excellent, excellent veteran center back in Abby Ersig, who not only provides athleticism and great defending, but also leadership in that locker room. Because, I, you know, we asked Savannah about it. Uh, I, to me, last year, if you're evaluating racing Louisville, such a big part of it is that they had two rookies in the midfield. I mean, you can't really be harsh for, on that team last year because they got two rookies in the midfield. Now, those are both going to be stars, Jalen Howell and Savannah DeMello. They're both going to develop over time and become really, really big, important players. They already are in a lot of ways, but you needed some veteran presence in that locker room, and I think both Pickett and Ersig have brought that. For a good comparison, think of like the NFL and how many big quarterbacks are out there that did not start their year one right. rookie year. They need some time to acclimate, get used to things. I mean, sure, there are certainly examples of guys who've been thrown into it and have succeeded, but uh, I mean, you really need that experience really helps. And I think that's why we're seeing such big differences between the freshman campaigns and the sophomore yep. campaigns of the like of, of how, and especially DeMello. And to your point, to like extend the analogy, the midfield is the quarterback of a soccer team. Everything oh, yeah. goes through them. I mean, the, everything from defense to offense, from, from back to front, uh, 
goes through the midfield. And and to have two rookies there, look, they're going to struggle. There's going to be growing pains. Uh, but now they are growing through those growing pains. They're on the other side of many of them in their second years. Both players are starting to blossom. Uh, so that'll be another storyline to watch uh, in, in this game Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, and there's even other like weird things coming from the college setting, like the amount of travel. Whatnot, Absolutely, the total yeah. change of lifestyle because they're no longer like college kids like going to classes and, and whatnot. They're, you know, they're in a full different environment playing with players who have much more experience than them. And the length of the season you know yeah. in college it's a it's a one it's a fall sport and they play a spring schedule but it's not important it's not the regular season it's just from from really august to november yeah where you come up to the professional level you're playing for eight nine months out of the year whatever it is uh in the nwsl you're playing for over the course of the entire summer when the heat gets you know, there's just so many adjustments to a player you know coming up to this level from it's college a, it's a whole different ball game yeah and, absolutely and that's why i really value the experience that air sig and, uh, and Pickett bring to the team and we need it more depth defensively as well I mean, yet another reason why I think that we we did well in that trade, which, again, still blows my mind because I would have never thought that losing her would have resulted in anything remotely positive. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, and, again, it's it's a very important game in terms of the pecking order of the standings. We're a third of the way through the season now. We are a, we're a third of the way through the NWSL season. So it's not necessarily dire time to get your points and get back into the playoffs, but this is an opportunity for racing Louisville with uh, North Carolina just one point ahead of them in the standings to lay down a statement to the rest of the league and say, we are a legit playoff team. When you come to Lynn Family Stadium, you're going to have a handful and you're going to have a really good team down your throat pressing you all day long. That's the opportunity that, that is on the table on Saturday night. Tickets are available. It's going to be a really fun game. I, I, we're selling it so hard. but Beautiful weather. It's beautiful weather. Two teams that are, so, that are going to be very competitive with storylines off the field and young stars developing. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y, 502-Lou-City is the phone number to get your seats Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Lynn Family Stadium. When we come back after this break, we got a lot to talk about and only one segment to talk about it. Louisville City laid an egg last night. Boy, did they. Lost to Tulsa at home before 11,400. Just halted their momentum. A lot to break down. So we'll talk about Louisville City when we return. It's Soccer City here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Jeff Milby, Benton Newman still scratching our heads from last night. Louisville City lost 2-1 to to Tulsa last night in a game that made zero sense. Tulsa had not won since March 25th. Louisville City had not lost in five consecutive games. They are two teams on opposite trajectories, two teams on the opposite end of the standings, uh, two teams with different expectations. Louisville City is a championship team that expects to be a championship team. Tulsa is a team that's, look, they've been turning through head coaches the last couple of years. they got a brand new head coach this season. They just made a trade earlier in the week and started that guy. They traded for him on Monday, and he started the game on Saturday after having just played against him last week, talking about Philip Goodrum for Tulsa. All that is the mix in the mix, and Tulsa somehow came out of Lynn Family Stadium last night with a 2-1 to win. What happened last night, Benton? Jeff, do you want a not-so-fun fact? Give me a not-so-fun fact, please. I love fun facts, but right now I want a not-so-fun fact. Louisville City's expected goals was 2.42. Tulsa's was 0.86. Yet we were the losers 2-1. to That hurts. I'm, and I'm that not, feels bad. Two, 2.4 expected goals feels like a lot for Lou City this season. They've not had that many high expected goals numbers. Yeah. We talked about it a ton. The attack wasn't really there over the course of a large part of the season. They broke out a couple of weeks ago against Miami. We thought, all right, here's Louisville City. They're back. The offense is back. Um, and then last night, they had all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of chances, all kinds of shots, and just couldn't convert 
any of them. They should have won the game like four to one, oh, four yeah. to two, but they just they, they couldn't score. They were creating, particularly in the first half, but yeah, they just couldn't put it in the back of the net. I mean, we saw a handful of close calls. I know uh, Rasmus Nelson, like he had two early on in the in the match. Yeah. By the way, he feels overdue for a goal. I think he's had a couple of really good opportunities the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's, he's knocking on the door close. himself to score. Yeah, I mean, Jorge's miss. He's just, I mean, he's just had some bad luck in recent memory. And then there's that real killer towards the end of the match. Cameron Lancaster had a basically a tap in from what, like inches away? Yeah. From I mean, the line. he was on the back post, uh, got beat his man uh, to the ball at the back post, got his foot to the ball. And just some, it's, it's one of those that you, when it happened live, you said, how on earth did that not go in? How on earth did it, he had the he had the goal completely open at his beckoning, and he just couldn't direct the ball on target, and it was just it ended up wide. I mean, it's one of those that you 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 don't believe your eyes as it happens. That goal wasn't just for one point in the game; that was for one point on the table. Yeah, that could have been a difference maker. And one point at the end of the season could be a lot. It could be a difference maker and I hope that doesn't come back to bite us. Could be the difference between hosting a game in the playoffs or going on the road for the playoffs. Could be the difference between hosting the championship game like we saw last year and heading away for the championship game. Uh, if we sound frustrated, uh, Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, he was also frustrated last night. Here's what he had to say uh, to reporters after the game. You know, in the first half we held them to two shots in 45 minutes in this sport. That's difficult to do. Um, second half come out, we came out flat thought we started to fatigue and then we missed again uh, a couple big chances and you you continue to to keep an opponent in the game and things like that can happen so I thought we got impatient I thought once they scored the first goal uh, we got unorganized and we were trying to be desperate to go for the second um, you know I was screaming from the sideline to the group that not to sell out to to try to keep the ball that the goal will come um, but we got desperate and uh well, the, the cut stopped for a moment. So, anyway, that's what he had to say. He later went on to say, Danny Cruz, uh, probably the best part of that clip, which is a shame that it didn't play, that there were guys who got opportunities last night who didn't show up and that he was going to remember it. That was the phrase he used, yeah, that they didn't show that. up. And in the back of his mind, he was going to remember it. Come Saturday, come the trip up to Indy 11. Um, I, there's a lot to unpack there with what he said and, and what, uh, what he said throughout the, the evening in his press conference. Um, the fatigue issue was something he went back to. He said every change he made, every sub he made last night was because the guy he pulled out of the game was fatigued, which is an issue right now. Look, we know a lot of the guys have been unhealthy. Jorge Gonzalez was one that he specifically mentioned that was pulled because he was fatigued. A little bit of an excuse there because he's been injured. He's working back from injury, right? He's, he's not quite to full health. But at this point in the season, especially after having only one game all month of May. They played on the 13th. They hadn't played any other time in the month of May. This is just the second time they played in the month of May. They should be rested. Yep. Fatigue shouldn't be an issue, right? Am I, am I right or am I wrong? Tell, oh, me, no, I'm, tell me I'm crazy. You're completely right. And, I mean, I've listened to a number of, of interviews with, with Coach Cruz. I've either been present for or listened to the recordings of them. He doesn't do that very often where he kind of, in a way, calls out his players, right? Like, he was, he was particularly frustrated about that one. And, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's... It sucks to see like a team come back into a match, a team which we were leading, a team in which we created so much against we just couldn't find the back of the net. And to lose that at home, especially in front of over 11,000 fans on a weekday, which is a record, by the way, the only only other time that we've had that many on a 
weekday was the 2017 final. Right, which was on a Monday night, strangely. Like, when you look back at that game, it's like, that was a Monday night? That's so weird. But, yeah, the the most fans ever for a regular season weeknight game in Louisville City history, 11,400, and I think it was like 24. 11,400 plus is, is, is the memo there. Um, a great crowd, a beautiful night, a phenomenal crowd. Um, Louisville City fans have continued to pack the house all season long. The attendance number is increasing game over game as the season moves forward. And like we talked about last week on the show, they're getting close to some MLS teams. I mean, Chicago averages 12,000 fans a game. Lou City's right there nipping on their heels. Uh, and, and Chicago plays in Soldier Field, which is a 50,000-seat stadium. So uh, the attendance has been phenomenal, but that sort of that makes it that much more difficult to swallow for Louisville City that they lost that game last night when they really had an opportunity to put on a show for a big crowd that showed up for them to support them uh, and they just couldn't do it I, I, again it was, it was as frustrating a loss as I can remember them having and this is having mentioned or to point out that they've they lost five nothing and three nothing earlier in the season in some ways those are less frustrating than this game because in, in those games particularly Sacramento you say well Sacramento is just the better team on the day Louisville City got their butt kicked eh, it's the, they'll recover Last night, they didn't. Get, they were the better team. They were the better team for the entirety of the game. Tulsa had two chances. They took both of them. Lou City had 20 chances, and they only took one. Not to undercut you. I think the El Paso one was more frustrating. That's fair. But I get, That's what, fair. I get what you were going at. It, was, it felt like more of a missed opportunity than, than just falling completely flat. So... My thoughts on it, like, you're going to concede a goal, maybe two. Like, that's just the nature of the sport. You know, individual miss for one goal, another good play for another. But it's the offense that is really leaving me scratching my head because this has been a lingering problem. Uh, you kind of allude, you said this before, but, I mean, creation of chances has been a problem this season, which they didn't have that problem this, uh, no, this time. they didn't have it last it's night. the bagging of the goals, and I just keep thinking back to Cam's miss, and I just keep wondering what if – I mean, you got to have guys step up in that in that moment. And when when we go back to Coach Cruz's comments about keeping stuff in the back of his head, like, you know, I hate to call him out, but like it's guys like Cameron Lancaster that that come to my mind with that sort of comment. Right? There's a lot of competition for that striker role now that we have a third striker in the mix. Like these right, guys Martin Powell's yeah. Show up. I mean, Cam's been absolutely hero of the past. He's been an, an all star in the past. Like, but he's got to prove it in the present as well. Danny Cruz was, uh, let's try and play some sound again. You want to risk it? I want to risk it. Let's go for it. Uh, He talked about the missed chances last night, notably the missed chance that you pointed out from Cameron Lancaster and one that was nearly identical to it from Jorge Gonzalez. Give him credit, Jorge scored early in the game. He was the lone goal scorer last night, but he had an opportunity on the back post. All he needed to do was just touch it into an open net. Uh, Here's what Danny had to say about those misses. We were trying to get the message across from the bench uh, that when it became 1-1, not to throw everything that you can in that exact moment and have seven more opportunities going the other way for the other team. Uh, more structure, more calmness, believing the goal will come. Um, but I didn't feel we had that. I thought we, we threw everything right away once they scored the first goal. Didn't feel we needed to do that. Um, and ultimately, it, it cost us. Uh, and, you know, this one's going to sting. There's no doubt about it. Still in a good spot in the table with the game in hand. Need to make sure that we take advantage of that game in hand. So there's what he had to say about some of the, the poor performances there. Uh, let's see if we can get this other nah, – this other clip's just not going to work for me. That's a shame. Um, it is a shame because that was the better clip. Uh, Sean Tosh, he also talked last night, the, the veteran for Louisville City, the defender, the captain last night from the start of the game. Uh, his perspective is almost as valuable as Danny Cruz's because he's been such a veteran on this team mm-hmm. uh, and knows this team so well. Here were his, uh, his thoughts on the loss. You know, you give them a little bit of hope and then they, they have nothing to lose, you know. Things haven't been going their way. You know, they make 
some changes to the team, some new guys come in and, uh, you know, they get a little bit of life in them and, you know, that's all it takes. Uh, you know, the results, you know, we said going into this game that, you know, while the results weren't going their way recently, they're, they're, they've been getting unlucky. So they're, they're a good team. Um, but I mean, we, we should have taken care of that game sooner. Should have taken care of that game sooner. That's the story of last night's game. Sean Tosh saying it perfectly. That's the only thing you need to write in the game recap. That's the only tweet you need. Should have taken care of the game sooner. First half, they were dominant. You heard Danny Cruz earlier said they only allowed two shots in the entire first half. They completely outplayed Tulsa. Tulsa was just sitting back defensively. Every time they got the ball, they kicked it long to Phillip Goodrum and just crossed their fingers that he was able to make something happen. And he wasn't able to do it in the first half. Very good player. Very talented player. Scored a goal last night. He had nothing to say in the first half. And Louisville City couldn't put away a second or a third opportunity to really extend that advantage, extend that lead heading into the halftime locker room. And they let Tulsa hang around. And when a team hangs around on you, all they need is one moment. They got two, and they won the game. I said this earlier, but goals change games. We got that first early goal, right? Tulsa, though, they, to their credit, they hung in there. They didn't give up. But what if we got that second goal? Would that have been enough to demoralize them? Would that have been enough to make them a little bit more desperate, perhaps maybe a little bit more sloppy and open for maybe a third, maybe missing a chance that they should have? I mean, it's just a scenario of, like, what if we bagged one of those other goals that could have been a totally different scenario? Maybe two don't get by. You know, maybe we get a point. Maybe we get three points. And, again, every point matters. We want that regular season title. We've never had it. Louisville City. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable that this team's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but absolutely. I want them to have that regular season title. I want them to have as much of a home field advantage in the playoffs as possible, and we need those points. And it's starting to kind of slip out of their hands. You meant Danny Cruz touched on it a little bit. This was Louisville City heading into last night had two games in hand on everybody else. That means they played two fewer games than everybody else. That's the phrase: two games in hand. If they had won both of those games and were even on games played with Sacramento, which is the team leading the league right now, they would have been one point behind them. Yeah. I mean, if they win both of those games they have in hand, they're one point behind Sacramento. It's anybody's regular season title. It is an absolute sprint. It's a race through the rest of the season. But you lose last night, and you drop that advantage. Suddenly, if you win your your last game in hand, you're four points behind Sacramento. You need a little help. You know what I mean? It, It just makes it that much more difficult, and it makes that opportunity last night all the more bittersweet that they didn't take it. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of season left to play but when you're when your aspirations are as high as our club all these results matter and so i really hope for a there's, there's a short turnaround that's really going to help the team you know be a goldfish is ted lasso that's right forget move on because they got a big rivalry match this weekend yeah let's talk about it a little bit we just got a couple minutes left but saturday night louisville city on the road at indy 11 6 45 is when our coverage begins here on espn 680 and 1057 uh as you mentioned it's a rivalry there have been some great games in this rivalry over the years that actually happened in real life by the way and uh you know anything can happen we saw louisville city last year go on the road to indy and lay an egg on the road and lose a game that they probably shouldn't have. In the long run, it didn't really matter that much, but in the scope of the rivalry, it mattered, and on the night, it certainly uh, mattered that they lost that game because it killed their momentum and everything else. Um, But they got to turn around quick from Wednesday night to Saturday night. The nice 
the the silver lining is it's a really short trip just up the road i-65 they can sleep in their own beds after saturday night so the tolls of travel aren't necessarily on them for this road trip but it's going to be a difficult test against an improved indy 11 team uh in a difficult environment on a difficult surface it's just going to be a hard test saturday night yeah indy's had some down years ever since we we hit them with that dagger in 2019 in the past that hope and no goal but um, even in those down years those past two years they've gotten the better of us in the louisville indianapolis proximity association contest Wow, I'm surprised I did not trip over that. You forgot one word, though. You forgot the football. That's, 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 ah. that's, there's so many letters, man. L-I-P-A-F-C. Anyway, go Dang ahead. Dang it, I missed it. Anyway, what I want to call is that they've, uh, they've totally kind of revamped this roster a little bit. A few names I want to mention of importance. Sebastian Guinzotti, longtime Tampa Bay player. Probably remember him. He's a thorn in our side. Cam Lindley, former player for Colorado Springs and San Antonio. Very good midfielder. And a former Louisville City player. What a heel turn. Aiden Quinn. He's had, a, he's had a couple of heel turns. He yeah, played for Cincy earlier. Had a, yeah, a you know what I mean? Played, played for us in 15-16. They went to um, Cincinnati, um, Orange County, and Phoenix. I kind of consider Phoenix a rival. As yeah, far because as the, the championship game. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think that's fair. So uh, a lot of interesting dynamics to that one. Kind of new looks there. I think we're the better team, but... Is the better team going to show up? Last night, they were the better team, didn't win the game. Yep. Uh, being a better team doesn't necessarily always matter. Yep. Um, a couple other notes to, about the game. Dylan Maris, uh, new Louisville City signee this season. He's a former Indy 11 player for two different stints over three different seasons. There's another connection. In Indy 11, they've got a great head coach, Mark Lowry. He led El Paso a couple of years ago, uh, was a phenomenal coach for them. Moved over last season, not his best year. He's trying to build the culture up there, and, and, and they're certainly an improved team. It's going to be a great game Saturday night. So, 645 here on this station, ESPN 680-1057. If you're not listening to us, it better be because you're at Lynn Family Stadium to watch Racing Louisville at 8 o'clock Saturday night against North Carolina Courage. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. This has been Soccer City every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. We'll talk to you next week. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.